0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com.
1: Strangers and Aliens, episode 169, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Road trip!
2: Welcome to the Strangers and
0: Aliens
2: podcast. Strangers. To boldly say what needs to be said...
1: Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange
3: alien? The truth is out there. I am your
2: father's best friend, from earth.
0: Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes, Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Room in sci fi forgot. The very first thing that God
1: did so was that He created something, so we have a creative God.
2: This is Strangers Alien Podcast. Okay. This is Evan David coming to you live from the cockpit of Ben's Starship on our way. To see Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and I am not here alone because I'm in the cockpit. Somebody else has got to drive while I do the uh, microphone work. So I'm here with Ben, Ben Avery.
1: Hi, I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and this is Strangers and Aliens, live documentary road trip.
2: Woohoo! And we've got some stowaways on our show. Strangers. Yes, uh, definitely strangers. They're not aliens. We we know them. Um, so, one of them is my wife, Shantae David. Shantae, would you like to say hi? Hey. <laughs> and we have Ben's son. You need to get up here so you get the mic and He's get you. Back. Hey. He's in the back seat. He's in the back back seat covering the rear in case we get uh, attacked by Imperials. But we are on the way and the mood is absolutely electric. I've always wanted to say that. Whether or not it was true, I cannot say. But I'm excited, and uh, we're on our way here. Ben, you want to add anything to this momentous first-time live occasion, mobile, Strangers and Aliens?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about what does it make this, this, this evening special, and I'll tell you what makes this evening special. This is the biggest geek party of the year. This is when we all get to go to the same thing at almost the same time and just have fun and hopefully it's good that's all i have to say about that right now
2: and uh yes and my wife gets to attend and babe are you a quote-unquote geek or nerd depends what we're talking about (laughs) nice if we were talking about star wars would that be the case probably not if we were talking about teenage mutant ninja turtles would that be the case Okay, so she's not totally an alien to this this sort of affair, Fair so not. yeah, so I think we should be good. All right, we're back, and uh, we are here to talk about some Star Wars in our anticipation of the movie on our way to stand in line to see the movie. We are headed out. It's about an hour and a half until the show starts, so we're getting there. Hopefully, with plenty of time to spare, and uh, we'll be able to get in line, and get good seats.
1: I don't think we're gonna get good seats. I think that we're gonna get there, and we'll be the last people there, except for our friends, who are gonna be like hours after us.
2: I I have hope that we can get semi-good seats. Did you say,
1: Evan, that this is an old hope or a new hope that you have?
2: Um, it is a antique hope i'm just gonna throw that out there and uh and be original here
1: so evan evan what are you wearing today who are you wearing today
2: i am wearing a jc penny millennium falcon t-shirt um with the millennium falcon specs on it like the blueprints for the actual ship ben what are you wearing who are you wearing
1: I'm wearing a Walmart 9.99 99 t-shirt that says the numbers 7-7 seven, seven, and within those numbers you can see the original movie poster for the original Star Wars movie and normally I don't wear the shirt to the thing but my son asked me to and I said you know what this is a father-son moment I'm gonna I'm going to do it. I'm going to wear a Star Wars shirt to a Star Wars movie. Because you know what I wore to the last Star Trek movie, Evan? What has it been? A Star Wars shirt. I didn't mean to, but that's what I wore. And, yeah, normally I don't wear the shirt to the thing. But this time, I'm doing it. I'm going all out. I guess I'm not really going all out because I'm not wearing a costume. But I am wearing the T-shirt.
2: Today at work, I had exactly one coworker that was as excited as I was for the movie. And upon his leaving work early so he can drive back into northern Michigan to go see the movie premiere with his family this evening, I uh, bid him, may the force be with you, while giving him the live long and prosper Spock sign. And he told me to stop my sacrilege.
1: (laughs) So I had exactly nobody excited at work today because today was my day off. But yesterday... Uh, I had some of my coworkers asking me what my plans were. They're very intrigued by this thing. They're intrigued by this this whole idea that I'm a children's pastor who's super excited about Star Wars and uses a Star Wars cup. And now they're like, "What are you doing, man? What are you doing tonight?" And I uh, we talked about my plans and stuff. And they were eating pizza. Uh, they were on their lunch break. And then I went into my office. I'm sitting in my office, and one of my coworkers comes in to offer me some leftovers and she said hey Ben you want some Star Wars and then she stopped and said I mean breadsticks and then she left very embarrassed so
2: (laughs) that is awesome I texted my coworkers before I went in today and I said is today bring your lightsaber into work day and they said yes and I was like all right and I set my lightsaber out to take to work and then when I left the house I totally forgot it
1: all right Evan so here's your big question Here's your big question. Uh, What are your expectations? What are you saying to yourself right now, this movie will be? And the question that I'm asking is not even, do you think it's going to be good or not? Because some people are trying to hold back their hopes. That's what I want to know. Like, Are you saying to yourself, this will be good? Or are you saying to yourself, I'll just wait and see? Like, What what are you anticipating right now? I am
2: anticipating the... Star Wars movie experience. I mean, I, I've i been to, I think, two of them, maybe three in the theaters. The last one I went to is episode three. I was super excited. Everybody was there, everybody was dressed up. They had a lightsaber tournament in front of the theater going on before the movie. I'm not expecting that, but uh, I'm expecting to watch a, a Star Wars movie uh, on par with the original trilogy, is what I'm expecting, so.
1: But for you, I asked my kids this question, was not necessarily happy with their answer, but for you, which is better, original or prequel trilogy, in your, like, I'd like to sit down and watch a movie, what are you going to put in?
2: Uh, If I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I'm going to put in, if it has to be a Star Wars movie, it's probably going to be episode five or six, maybe episode one, just for nostalgia purposes, that was my one I really grew up with when I was a kid kid but uh, yeah it's going to be five or six Uh, episode four is not in my top three
1: was episode three the first
2: one you saw in theaters I don't know I don't know if I think I may have seen episode two in theaters I cannot remember
1: is this I mean this is the eighth Star Wars movie I've seen in theaters because technically Star Wars Clone Wars was a movie (laughs) in theaters
2: I did see that one I did see that one in
1: theaters yes okay all right, so here we are. We're about to pull off of the, the bypass here, heading to the theater, parking lot. And I'm not sure if we're going to do some stuff from the line or if we're just going to do stuff uh, in the car when we're getting ready to come home or on the way home. My friend Bill from high school, who I think he's called into Strangers and Aliens a couple times. I know he used to call into uh, Welcome to Level 7. And so some of you might have heard his voice before, but he'll be with us for the movie. Evan has a friend that I'm actually wanting to talk to and get some uh, feedback from him, because apparently he's just now, for the first time, watched recently all six of the original Star Wars movies.
2: Yes, he had seen Episode 4 and 5, but he had never seen any of the other ones. And he hadn't seen Episode 4 and 5 in a long time, I think. So,
1: Alright, so I'm not sure what's happening next, but I do know this. Uh, at least at some point, my son is going to be sitting up closer to the front of the car so that he can actually talk. I don't know if this was his... His plan, I i don't know. I was hoping for some father-son bonding on a microphone as we drive to Star Wars. Yeah, that sounds kind of weird, but whatever. So here we are. We're almost in the parking lot, so we're going to have to do some parking. And Evan, if you can command the controls there, you can, you can stop whenever you want.
2: Okay, I'm going to stop in approximately 3, 2,
1: Testing, testing. There we go. Testing, testing. All right. So your name's Hudson? Yes. Okay. So this is part two of our road trip. We're sitting in the theater, and I'm here with Evan still. Hello. I'm here. And Shantae is still
2: here.
1: Can't really hear her because I don't know how good this microphone is. Tim's still here. And I'm here with Hudson now. All right. Hudson. Tell me, man. All right. The, The story is that you just now have watched this week, all six original Star Wars movies. Is that true? Yes, it is true. Okay, so, first, overall, broad impression, you're here, so I kind of know where you're going with this, but did you like the Star Wars movies?
3: Overall, yes, I did.
1: So, overall, you liked it enough because you're here for episode seven. Right. Okay. Okay, so give me your initial reactions. What's your... Let's go with what... What movie stood
3: out the most to you that you enjoyed the most? I really enjoyed 3, episode 3. They really did a fine job of developing the characters, and um, there was a lot better lightsaber rules, I felt like, and just the overall plot was um, very immersive. You just kind of got sucked in.
1: They wouldn't let you out. So So that was episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, from the prequel trilogy. Okay? Um, Overall then, looking at all of them, which one was your least favorite, hated the most? Or not hated the most, but liked the least, whatever.
3: (laughs) I would say I was most disappointed with probably four. So the the first one? Yeah. Yeah. I everybody said it was like the classic and it was great, but I was very, very annoyed with the quality, of the production as well as the um, just the characters were very annoying.
1: So could you understand why it was a classic, or did you feel like it's a classic because there wasn't anything else or something? what what were you thinking then? Because they're calling it a classic, and you are obviously not reacting and getting the feeling of this is this is a monumental piece of cinema.
3: Correct, I was kind of like, well, I mean, this was way back, what, 1977 or so?
1: And Look at my shirt, it's yeah. 77. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> Yeah. And so I was like, well, this might have been very good back then, but today we've had a lot of new standards, so for me, coming into it, it's kind of like, okay, the quality isn't there, the storyline was there, but just the overall execution was, in my mind, not where it could have been. Um, okay, so first movie, least, last movie, best,
1: so... Was it a climbing scale, so Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, are they in your lower half then still, or does it mix up in the middle?
3: It actually does mix up, because I very much enjoyed five, and mostly enjoyed six. Um,
1: (laughs) Okay, mostly enjoyed. Yeah. So what did you not enjoy from Return of the Jedi? Uh, It was a little slow at first, honestly. The whole thing in the Jabba was kind of really slow. That's fair. You know, last night, when we watched Return of the Jedi, we skipped that. We just went straight to Yoda dying.
3: Yeah. And then the
1: Ewoks, because my daughter loves yeah. the
3: Ewoks. Yeah. My daughter,
1: who also loves Jar Jar Binks, so.
3: Okay. I actually like Jar Jar. I, he was a little annoying, but I liked him overall. so. Okay. I'm still going to talk to you, though. It's okay.
1: Okay, so, yeah, let's talk favorite characters then. Okay. Because you just experienced this. No, before we do that, how much did you know... How much did you know before you watched these movies? Did you know things like Darth Vader was Luke's father? Did you know who was going to die, who was going to live? Like, you know, how, much, how much did you know, and how much was a
3: surprise to you where you were like, oh, that's interesting um, I knew a decent amount. I did know that Anakin was Darth Vader. I did know that whole thing. Um, I did know that Luke and Leia were brother and sister those kind of things um, I did not know that Obi-Wan and Anakin were like best friends at a point and that Obi-Wan was mentoring Anakin um, so that was a bit of a surprise um, I did not know how Six ended did not know that Darth Vader kind of inched way back to the good side again um, and I did not know that Darth Sidious supposedly died by the <laughs> explosion I, d- I don't know if it, he did but <laughs> it seemed plausible that he did yeah, there's,
1: there's other stuff where he, he survived, they cloned him, all weird kind of things like sure. that. But I didn't get into the extended <laughs> stuff, so I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah. But yeah, supposedly, that's a fair, fair way to go. Okay, so what's the big highlight then for you from watching these Star Wars movies for the first time in your sad life until now? <laughs>
0: you've,
1: been, you've been introduced into this world, and life is going to be so much better for you. Okay, maybe not, but what's, what's a highlight for you watching these movies? Cause, well, you watched them all in one week? Uh, about five days, actually, yeah. So one
3: movie per day, and then one day you had two movies, or did you break Something up some movies? Like that. It might have been six days. I don't know. It was, I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> what order did you watch them in? Straight one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay.
1: So it was just a downward slide for you? <laughs>
3: um, well, one wasn't the best production level. But then 2, the actors got a little better okay. at doing the thing. I really enjoyed Obi-Wan in um, 2. And then 3 was just like really high point. And then I hit 4 and I was just like, oh man, this is terrible. And then 5 kind of brought it back up. And 6 was like, 6 was just good because it was you got to the end and you're like, okay, I can kind of see why people really enjoy this.
1: And they had to end it. And so <laughs> once you end it, that's not necessarily going to be a great thing. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily going to end it the way you want either. No. Or in the case of the prequels, for some of us, start it the way we want because... Uh. We've been wondering, What's that? what happened? How did it happen? <laughs> and then we
2: see this, that's how it happened. So, Evan, do you have something to say? Oh, I was just going to comment. That's the way they should be watched. The new time person, a uh, one, two, three, four, two, five, six. six.
1: And Evan they're is working. never going to be on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, there is the, what are they called? The machete order.
0: Where the you watch, order?
1: yeah, you watch um, episode four, and then you watch Empire Strikes Back, and then you watch the prequels. It's so like, after oh. Darth Vader says, I'm your father, then you get the backstory for Darth That's Vader... Not a bad idea. ...and then you go into Return of the Jedi. So you're coming right off of him becoming Darth Vader into his
3: redemption in Return of the Jedi. Not but a bad idea. And then you, but in 5, he doesn't tell him that... He, you don't know that it's Anakin until 6. So then you would still have that intrigue going through one, two, three that you don't know who Anakin
1: is. Yeah, there's still definitely some possibility for, yeah. like, what's, what's going on, how's it happening. But yeah. that way you get that reveal of I'm your father before you get all the backstory which is one of the things it's like Lionel in the Wardrobe I think you should read that one first and then when you get to book six The Magician's Nephew well, that's where the, the layup post came from and I like that better I like that reading order better so but that's just me I like the mystery and then getting the backstory instead of having it get spoon fed to you as if Evan and I ever have that conversation about we will the special editions, but... So highlights for you then? Uh, give me two highlights and one low light for these movies.
3: Um, In any order. Okay. I really enjoyed, over the course of the movies the development of characters. Because I really enjoyed from 1, 2, and 3 how Anakin's character progressively, you could just kind of sense him growing up and getting mature and the actor playing his part as well. And I really enjoyed that from a... Storyline, sort of a way. Um, other highlights: I really enjoyed seeing the vast array of characters and um, different alien creatures. It was really neat to see how they managed to pull that off. Um, low light, uh the romances were pretty, terrible, pretty <laughs> terrible, poorly done, not executed well. It was just kind of like you got to throw it in there so they do it. Now, my eleven-year-old
1: and my twelve-year-old daughters both like the romance, but yeah. Okay, so there you have it. Slows down,
3: action.
1: An old man who's lived with Star Wars all his life finds out what regular people actually think about Star Wars after being introduced to it for the first time. I don't know how I feel, but okay, it's okay, Hudson. You're okay in my book. Evan is different.
3: Seven yeah. Is oh, be yeah, good. yeah.
1: Your prediction about seven.
3: Well, okay, so J.J. Abrams is fantastic. So I really have high hopes because I saw the potential with the first six of where Star Wars could go. And then you got J.J. Abrams working with an incredible budget. It's going to be great.
1: You liked his Star Trek? Mm-hmm. What I've seen. I haven't seen a whole lot, but I have seen some. Yeah, some people say that Star Trek, that he directed, yeah. is one of the best Star Wars movies ever All right. made. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to shut down part two of our road trip to the Force Awakens. Okay, so here we are. We're in the van again. I've been joined by my friend Bill from high school. Say hello, please. Hello, please. And Hudson has joined us again as well. Here he is. Uh, Say whatever. 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 Waiting for that. Okay. Shantae, Evan, and Tim are both all, well, we're all here now. So we're going to just do a quick post-mortem, and then we might turn the computer back on to record a little bit on the drive home. But I did want to get initial reactions. We have Bill was there at the beginning with, uh, I don't know, did you see the original Star Wars in theaters? In theaters. All right, so he's one of those guys with me. Hudson, who we just talked about and talked to, who is a complete newbie this week, and then Shantae, who I wouldn't exactly call her a geek, but she would she would accept it on, on the correct terms. Shantae, I guess, here's the big question, and please forgive us if you're listening at home. We are passing a microphone around the car here. Uh, Shantae, big question for you. Does this, does this movie stand for you? Does it work for you? Was it good for you to, to sit, relax, and watch?
4: I don't know how relaxing it was, but I'll definitely watch it over again.
1: Um, I understand that it was actually at some point super relaxing for you, though. (laughs) So could you please explain to the Strangers and Aliens audience who's listening right now uh, what exactly happened? When was it that you found yourself just getting so relaxed? You just kind of let yourself fall into the force, I guess, or something. (laughs) Uh let's let's we need to hear this. You need to let us know.
4: I have no idea at what point of the movie it was, but I just fell asleep once, which that's saying a lot right now. <laughs>
1: so if it hadn't been a good movie, you would have fallen asleep more? Is that what you're saying? I would,
4: I would have missed half the movie.
1: Alright, so rave reviews <laughs> from Evan's wife. But um but did you enjoy it? You you, you, you enjoyed it?
4: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: All right, excellent. So, um well, let's go let's go over to Tim. Tim, tell me, buddy, what did you think?
4: I really liked it. It was really good.
1: Uh, give me a favorite moment and and then tell me how many stars out of 10 would you give this?
4: I, I my favorite moment was the movie. And <laughs> I'd probably give it 9 stars or no, 8.
1: 8 stars out of 10. That's that's pretty good. That's a solid A- when you homeschool. So uh yeah, okay. So Tim uh favorite character. Uh
4: I I guess Finn.
1: All right. So let's move over here to Hudson. Hudson 7 Star Wars movies in a week. So tell me how does this stand? In your ratings, uh, where does this fall as far as favorite to least favorite?
3: Uh, Probably favorite, I would say. Um, However, it wouldn't be a favorite without the other six. So you can't have this one without the other six. So I really liked kind of how the previous generation passed on their love for Star Wars onto my generation. We're taking it and making it even better. So I really, really liked it.
1: Uh, What's your... What's a standout moment for you or a standout character? What, when you think about this and think this was good and this is one of those reasons why, what would you say would be it?
3: Um, I really liked, uh, Fenn for one. Um, just he brought a lot of humor to it because it was a pretty intense movie. Um, but I also liked, um, what was the main character girl? What was her name? Ray. Ray okay. She, I liked the development of the force and recognizing that she had the force. Like that kind of just, you know, slowly came. I didn't see it coming. So it was a really neat development throughout the movie. So new generation viewer and you're liking the
1: new generation characters. Is that what I'm hearing?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did think the old generation characters, um, Han Solo kind of was a little better this time around, in my opinion. (laughs) Nice.
1: All right. (laughs)
0: All right, Bill, where does this rank for you, man? Rank in in what relationship? Amongst the Star Wars movies?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's go with Star Wars.
0: Uh, I'd probably put it fourth or fifth.
1: Fourth or fifth out of... So what would you rank lower than this one?
0: Um, Phantom Menace and uh, Clone Wars would fall below this one. So
1: what was it about this one that makes you say that... Wait, wait, wait. Did you like it? I liked the movie.
0: It was... It was watchable. I'll take my kids to it. We'll, I'll probably make them sit down and watch uh, the original 4, 5, and 6 uh, before we go see this one. So it's just... I like the movie, but the the big difficulty for me, it was you could definitely feel the, the need for Disney to put their stamp on it. They put a lot of um, emphasis on political correctness making sure that there was a a female character at the front and a a black man that was a main character now that those are bad things that just felt like it was a a disney put their fingers on it and said this is the way it has to be they were great characters i enjoyed finn i enjoyed uh ray good character development over the course of the story um, the bad guy, in my opinion, uh, Kylo Ren was a little bit, uh, underwhelming as a bad guy, but we've got some potential for growth. So I guess that's kind of the point. Um, I, all in all, I really like the movie, but I think I would still put it below the original three movies in my mind. All right. So Evan, same question. Where do you put
1: this one?
2: Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to have to put it number three for me. Under... Underneath Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi.
1: All right. What's a standout for you in this movie?
2: Ooh, there's a lot of standout moments. One of my absolute favorites was um, the vision that Rey received when she touched uh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Very cool moment. Um, and um, there was a moment where I was nervous and I had taken my wedding ring off my finger and was nervously chewing on it. When when all of a sudden something happened and I felt the need to yell in excitement and joy for the victories that the characters were having and it fell right out of my mouth and onto the floor and I was missing my wedding ring the majority of the movie and halfway panicking and being distracted uh, because I feared that I had lost my wedding ring. So memorable night all around. So Okay, yeah, <laughs> wow. All right. Well,
1: well, we'll do two more questions, real quick answers. I'll pass the microphone around. And one question is, uh, where are they going to go from here? And then the other one I wanted to ask was, what did you think about the big, big moment, the big turning point moment um, of with, with Han Solo? So, Bill, we'll start with you. Where do you think they're going to go from here? And and then we'll, we'll answer the second question. We'll do a second go around.
0: Um, I think... From here, they go to a movie of, of training the two new superstars, new Jedis, one, in the, one on the dark side and one on the light side. And Hudson?
3: Yeah, I agree. I think they kind of look at episode five, kind of where Luke goes to get training, and I think you see that with Ray getting it from Luke. Evan?
2: I'm in agreement with all these points. I think we're going to have Kylo Ren get some sort of Robotical attachments in the future. I mean, it just has to happen, probably. So that's the only thing I'm going to add.
1: Robotical attachments. Yes. All right, Tim.
4: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really hope they do more like X-Wing stuff, though, because that was really cool.
1: All right. And the big, big turning point, Han Solo and his son, Showdown. What'd you think of it? Make it a quick answer and then we'll, we'll be done here. Far too predictable.
3: It was, it was predictable. However, is interesting because that's shutting down a whole train of thought that kept all the other movies going with family ties, bringing in hope or dismay for the characters.
1: Yeah. He, he cut that tie then (laughs) with a lightsaber.
2: Um, Worst moment ever. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't good for the story. I'm saying I hated it with all my being. That's the reason
4: it doesn't have ten
2: stars.
1: Not lost two stars. Interesting. Well, technically one star, Harrison Ford. Oh, right. But <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Shantae, are you still awake back there? Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and reach the microphone. She's back where Tim was when we were driving here.
2: So.
4: Question am I answering?
2: <laughs> what What did you think of the big standout moment where uh, Han Solo met his untimely end?
4: That was horrible. Son should never kill his father.
2: I am in agreement with that statement. That's why I married her.
1: I, I don't think there are too many people who would disagree with that statement. I would have have problems with them being in my van right now if they did think a son <laughs> should do that. But um, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Um, I do have some thoughts that I've been thinking, but this is more me interviewing everybody else, I guess. So maybe on the drive home, we'll talk a little bit more, but, uh, that's right now we're still in the parking lot. So I want to thank everyone for taking part and, uh, Hudson, thank you for joining us for this episode, Bill. Thanks for coming up. Uh-huh. You know, we, this is a last minute thing for Bill to come up and, and join me here. He's normally when I go down to Fort Wayne and see the Hobbit movies with him around Christmas time. I so know,
0: we, we get together and see a movie because we're together, not because we need to see the Hobbit movies.
1: Well, that especially toward the end of the Hobbit movies that's what it turned into. Yeah. So Uh, yeah, so now we're going to drive Bill across the parking lot, <laughs> across this ocean of cars to his own car and so I'm going to this is part 3. We're done with right now and we will uh we'll sign off at some point here, but uh I just have to get my mouse. There it is. I see it. And I'm stopping it right about Okay. Oh, there. Uh, all right. Bill has a question, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna oh drop this in because Bill and I were talking about this in the theater. So he has a good question. Bill, go ahead. Okay. So
0: at the end of the movie, we see Ray meet up with Luke, and all through the movie, you see ties where Han and Ray are, are making eyes at each other, and Leia and Ray are embraced in a big hug, and you see the you know the whole thing she's tied to this family some way is it kyla ren's twin sister is it a younger sister to kyla ren or is it luke's daughter so
1: cousin cousin
0: so cousin of kyla ren so how's the relationship between ray and kyla ren
1: or something different but what do you think bill
0: uh, i think it's luke's daughter and i think from here on out we're going to call him ben because you know it's Ben Solo, not Kylo Ren. But I did get a moment where they yelled Ben, and I like
1: Han Solo's calling me, but no, it wasn't me. <laughs> so okay. Uh,
3: so Bill says uh, Luke's daughter, um, Hudson. I, I concur. Yeah, th- during the vision that Ray had, he kind of got the impression
2: that one of her parents had died. Okay, and let's see, Evan. I'm gonna go with Luke's daughter as well. Um, we see in her vision the ship flying away, and I think I think it would be redundant to make it Han Solo's child and Leia's child again. So, I'm thinking it's gonna be Luke and Mara Jade's daughter.
1: Uh, redundancy though is kind of part of this movie, where there's to have a sister and brother who don't know their sister and brother. That's one of those callbacks I could see them doing. But uh, okay, Shante, you gotta here.
4: Yeah, that's why I'm thinking. I'm thinking there could be twins, because they didn't know what happened. Okay, hey, Tim. I don't. I don't think they can be twins, because I don't want them to be. Because, <laughs> cause they already did that. That was Luke and Leia. I'm not thinking twins, but I,
1: I am leaning toward that uh, that Ben and Ray are brother and sister because it just adds a little more oomph to their conflict as they go into the next movie and they're both training against each other. One training for good with Luke, the other training for bad with um, Andy Serkis. So, all right, Bill, thanks. Now we're going to drive
0: Bill. So we'll find the answer at the beginning of the ninth movie when Luke is on his deathbed. Or,
1: the end of the eighth movie when Luke is on his deathbed, but I, yeah, I was glad to see him. I was afraid we weren't going to see him. I was mad that that's all we saw him, but
0: there. we didn't even get a voice no. we didn't get the voice of Luke in the movie at all.
1: yeah, yeah, we saw his hand twice, but okay, now we're shutting down for real. We might turn it back on as we're driving, but we're going to get Bill to his car and Hudson to his, so I'm turning it off right about.
2: Okay, welcome back to part five of the mobile... um, Road trip! Road
0: trip! Road trip!
2: We're very excited, and we are on the way home, so we're going to talk about the movie while we travel. We don't have light speed, so we should have enough time to uh, to have a good conversation here. So, Ben, what do you want to talk about first?
1: Light speed doesn't work that way. That gun (laughs) was too fast. Firing across galaxies... Man The physics just don't work How far
2: away was it? It would have taken minutes
1: Actually I did appreciate That it was a 10 minute Like the sun gets drained And it takes another 10 minutes For the energy from the sun To reach the planet Which is similar here Like it was 8 minutes away From from our sun to our planet yep. But Yeah I, I really enjoyed the movie And I had a lot of fun and I don't know where I'd rank it yet, but it's up there. But one thing I, I gotta say that annoyed me is just it felt like a greatest hits album. It felt like they were just pulling all the greatest bits from all the movies and saying, Remember the trench run? You liked that, didn't you? Here it is with the Millennium Falcon. And here it is again mm-hmm. with another Death Star. And remember, Except Darth? The Star Killer. Right, well, and Star Killer. Starkiller was actually one of those original names that were in the original drafts for, for Star Wars. But, yeah, it just, that that got a little bit, I don't know, I that got a little much for me. Uh, even going and, and planting the charges, and, and the door opens as they're going to go and plant the charges, and it's Chewbacca and Han, you know, they're, they're doing that. and There's just a lot of different things where it's just kind of a, huh, I've seen this before. I'm seeing it, and it's good. But I've seen it before. so.
2: Yep, I agree. I was going to say, this is the best adaption of Star Wars Episode Four I think I've ever seen. Um, I mean, they hit it pretty much beat for beat. Wow, like you said, throwing in all of those uh, added greatest hits from the other movies. I mean, we had at Yes, they were down, but they were in there. We had a Tatooine-like planet. We had a Hoth-like planet, like Tim was saying earlier. We had an indoor like planet no Ewoks what did you think of the creatures on this uh, on this movie Ben
1: uh, I like the practical effects that was happening um, I did uh, the weird creature in the in Han's ship which I'm not sure what was going on that that was another thing with this movie it was so much coincidence you know Han Solo just happens to be nearby just happens to pick up the Millennium Falcon and uh they just happen to be. They end up on the planet with with uh, Ray, and so Ray just happens to find BB-8, and just those kind of things that I don't know. I, I don't like coincidence, and I don't like when a story is just hinges on so many of them. I'll I'll give you a couple, but
2: like kind of like when the Tantive IV is passing Tatooine, and they happen to put two droids in there that already know Obi-Wan Kenobi and they get shot down there and find the one guy who can help them, that kind of coincidence?
1: Yeah, it makes things feel small. And in in this case, it made it feel small because it was like all those things you just mentioned coincidentally just happened to happen, you know, again to someone who's related to the person that it originally happened to. So that's one thing that... yeah, I, I don't want to complain too much. I really enjoyed the movie. It was exciting. It was funny. It was good to see Han Solo again. It was good to see Luke again. I wanted to see more of him, but uh, it was good to see C-3PO again. And he was just as goofy as always, but not too much of him. And there wasn't a real Jar Jar in this. BB-8, really emoted, considering there was hardly anything for the you know, other than the the movement of the head. It, they, they really worked that thing and gave us some emotion with that little little guy but yeah it's it's uh, man I, I, I really enjoyed this movie I enjoyed it a lot
4: so did I um, you, you have anything you want to say Tim? yeah that was probably the funniest Star Wars movie that I've seen that one they had like a whole lot of jokes and stuff. I, I, that's one of the reasons that I really liked it.
2: I agree I thought it was very funny and not in a slapstick sort of way but in a genuinely funny sort of way. Um, it really felt like it it really felt like it called back to the original trilogy and put as much distance as humanly possible between the the prequel twil- twilogy. Twilogy? trilogy trilogy uh, trilogy. Tim and I were talking earlier in the theater Ben and we want to know your thoughts on this. No backflips. No backflips at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, Why? Why would there be backflips? These guys weren't ready for backflips. It's just like when people complain about Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi and how those lightsaber battles aren't as good as the ones from the prequel trilogy. Well, there is an element of that, but there's also an element of realism to that. In the prequel trilogy, those are Jedi who have been training for years and years and years to fight using the Force, and using their bodies and the Force in conjunction with each other. And Luke, he doesn't have that kind of training. He's, he's fighting a little bit more raw. And that's what we got here. The lightsaber battle here was a raw lightsaber battle. It was between a person who was wounded and had some training. And a person who has had no training but was just starting to feel the Force and understand the Force and so yeah I I like that there were no backflips but we're going to see them they're coming we're going to see that as as Rilo or Kylo Ren or whatever his name Ben and and Ray as they train because I I love the idea of this being kind of a dichotomy you have their their two stories they're intertwined whether they're brother and sister or not they are mere images Of each other. And are going to become even more so, I think. That's my prediction for the future. But, yeah, no backflips. I can live with that. There were no backflips when I was a kid watching Star Wars.
2: Why do they have to be backflips now, huh? I enjoy the settings uh, a lot. We've never had, I don't think, a Jedi lightsaber battle out in nature. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, In the
1: live-action movies? I know well, how many lightsaber battles have we had? We had Cloud City, we had Death Star, and we had Death Star. Really? Other than, I mean, Luke kind of killing Jabba's people. That's out in nature. Of a desert. On a boat. Pirate ship kind of thing.
2: I mean, we've had a brief lightsaber battle in the desert with Qui-Gon and Darth Maul, but it was very brief and kind of lame. And, uh... We've had the reactor of the city in Naboo with Darth Maul also. We had the lightsaber battle with Count Dooku in his mountain fortress. We had... All inside. Yeah, it's all inside. Oh, and then we had Mustafar, which I don't know if you can call that... I mean, you can call it nature. nature. It is. But it's just like such extreme nature. It's kind of a little bit far removed from Um, what we're used to. I mean, we had trees and snow in this one.
1: And possibly you could count the final battle on, um, oh, the, the, in Attack of the Clones.
2: On Geonosis in the arena.
1: Geonosis in the arena. That was outside. But I wouldn't call the arena nature.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, uh, our villain, plural. What did you think, Tim?
4: I'm really hoping that big hologram dude is not the Emperor. I yes. I do
2: not want him to be the emperor. Me that too. would be
4: so lame. Me too.
2: I'm not thinking he's the emperor. Um he's Gollum. It's Andy Circus. I mean, he is Gollum. He is played by the same man, but the skin color, the eyes, the eyes and he acts like Andy Circus acts with his lips. And you could you could see it in this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he also i mean the way he was scarred and stuff i don't know what his backstory is i don't know if we're going to know what his backstory is until the next movie uh which there that's another thing about this one the beginning of the other two trilogies that first movie was kind of a standalone movie it's this one it it's a it's definitely set up it's setting you up it's saying hey you want to know who this is? You want to know who this is? You want to know what Luke is up to? Sorry.
2: <laughs> that was a departure from the first movie of both previous trilogies, which always ended with fanfare and a definitive "we win" type of type of thing. And this one's kind of like a—it's a cliffhanger. Um, what did you think of Luke in his brief moments on screen? Uh
1: it wasn't enough. I wanted more. Uh, I'm happy though, because my fear was Luke wasn't gonna make it through this movie. Uh, when I was coming into this. I, I you know, people were talking about well, we didn't see him, he's not doing any press. You know, what's Mark Hamill up to and what's he up to? Well he doesn't even have any lines in this movie. And so there and, and oh, is he gonna be a bad guy? I was just afraid of all these different things and then to bring him in, this is what I was hoping for and predicting was that he was going to be kind of the, you know, the Obi Wan Kenobi character. And I think he we're. He
4: had the beard. He had the beard. He looked like Obi Wan.
1: But he also had the hair that looked like Anakin. Yeah.
2: Uh, and he had the face that looked like the trickster from The Flash.
1: Yeah, sure, whatever. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all, all things considered, though, um, for the little bit we got him, I felt like he I mean it was just him emoting it was him feeling something having feelings because here's this person with his lightsaber and this person may be his daughter or maybe his his niece so
2: yes okay talked about Luke talked about Han chewie was hilarious um, do we want to talk about Princess Leia anybody anybody got any thoughts
1: general general Leia yeah um, she uh, of the returning cast even with what little we got from Mark Hamill i got the least from her i don't know why it was um there's something about maybe it's what they had her doing which was just kind of staying behind and and worrying um and which is okay i mean she is considerably older and so she's not going to be running around um as much as Harrison Ford was but uh, you know, and we had Ray who was going out and doing all the, the action stuff. But uh,
2: what do you think? Well, uh, I think I got. I, you're right. I, I felt kind of far removed from her, and I think part of it was because, like Han, really still sounds like himself. So does Chewie. She sounded very different, just in the timber of her voice, and uh, I mean, it looked like her sort of, but it uh, it just didn't sound like Princess Leia. What do you think, Tim?
4: She. Really didn't do a lot. She did have more lines than Luke Skywalker, but she didn't do a lot. She just kind of cried a little and then hugged Han Solo, and that
2: was not that's
4: just about it.
2: I enjoyed uh, the explosion of the Death Planet Mm -hmm. uh, and how it kind of just turned into a sun because of the energy inside it i thought that was a nice new thing that we've never seen before in in star wars
1: yeah but what wasn't new was the spaceships flying away in victory in silhouette (laughs) and it just again it felt like hey let's let's do that riff let's do that that's part of our greatest hits and uh, so i i'm hoping for more originality in the next one um because this one it did not feel like there was a whole lot going on that was new. I mean even though there's some new characters, there's some new filming style, but yeah, there was just it didn't feel like a lot of new. It felt like a a new a new coat of paint on something that we're familiar with, which I guess is a good thing and maybe that's really the point of it. It's just it's nostalgia, but
2: I would agree with all of that. Uh, it's definitely using all the old tricks. Um, but here's the big question, and I think this is what they were really going for. Did it feel like Star Wars?
1: Uh, yeah, it it did. It felt like Star Wars. I mean, again, fresh coat of paint, so there's some camera tricks that they're doing. There's, you know, some shaky cam, quick cuts. Um, you know, it's it definitely felt J.J. J. Abrams' more of a modern action movie storytelling style, but at the same time, it was it was fresh. It felt lived in. It felt physical. Uh, I'm not sure how much of that was on location, but everything except for you know inside some of the spaceships felt on location. It felt like they were you know in the forest because it felt, it looked like a forest and maybe it was in Pinewood studios or something. I I didn't look, but, um, so maybe they built it as a set, but so much of this just felt like they were really there and really a part of the environment and acting against the environment rather than acting against the green screen. So yeah, it, it felt like star Wars. It felt, it had the humor, it had the action. And yeah, I, 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 I feel like I was watching a Star Wars movie. What about you? Uh,
2: I feel the exact same way. It definitely had all the hallmarks of Star Wars. It made you feel like you're watching a Star Wars movie. Watching the X-wings just destroy all the Tie Fighters, and man, what a cool uh, part where the, the X-wings come to the rescue of um, Finn and Han and everybody. That was great. We got to see. I love seeing Han use the bowcaster. <laughs> Just kind of pointing at a, pointing at a sort of not really a plot hole, but like he's never used it before in all the old movies. Even though Chewbacca's got it, it was nice to see that. So, well, we're home. So Ben, any last words? Anything else you want to say?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was new, new coat of paint. You know what? We're watching a trench run, but we're also watching starship battles on a planet. We're watching them fight each, you know, fighting on in an environment and not just. Out in space, or not just against a, a mechanical background. I think that might be a lot of this. There's a lot of uh, life to it. There's a lot of green. There was a lot of, um, there was some stark settings, but there were also some just lush settings. And the creatures were people in suits, mostly. Uh, not everything, but a lot of it. And, and it really felt like, you know, we're watching people. We're watching people in places that are real. And that's what they had to do with the original trilogy. You know, they were out in Norway. And they were out in Tunisia or whatever. And, yeah. So, all things considered, I'm really, really pleased. And I don't know if we're going to do a a review episode after this. After this road trip episode. But, yeah. So, uh, Tim, you got a final word?
4: Not really. Except it it was really, really good.
2: I would recommend it to pretty much everybody. It was great. And, uh, pretty much all I have to say about that.
1: You know what? You know, I think we need to save for our actual review episode is kind of talking about some of these themes that that were in this movie, the light, the dark, um, the family themes, the, um, the themes of redemption and, you know, there, there's some, some stuff, there's some stuff there. And that's another reason why I like this. There was some stuff there that was being said and it wasn't just, you know, watching someone transform to evil and not necessarily in a believable way every time you know every step so yeah i think that that might be part of what we do so steve if you're listening to this episode you probably won't be we'll probably record that one before this one drops but maybe not i might assemble this tonight i don't know so
2: yeah final word evan um well may god bless you and may the force be with you and um by the force i mean the holy spirit so
1: and thanks for listening and godspeed You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens Podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.